For a podcast that unshamed sex, I think we can help. Don't talk, just listen. Listen. The most stimulating podcast on the internet. Ah. Now zip up and put your headphones on. Whoa. You're listening to Sex Unshamed. We're kind of kinky, but we're smart. Here's your host, Sean Lee. Hello, my loves. It's Sean Lee again, and this is episode two of Sex Unshamed. If you didn't listen to episode one, check it out. Don't forget the Orchids recordings are getting ready to come down, so you need to get them. Otherwise, you got to go to Sex Unshamed and join the membership site, which is way fun anyway. All right, so today's question is actually one of the questions in our Facebook group. Now, if you've, if you've applied to be in and you haven't gotten accepted, reapply and this time answer the questions. We'll solve that together. All right, here's what it says from our friend Matt. Ladies, I'm asking for a friend. What does it mean when you're having sex and she says, I can't give this dick up? What is the deeper meaning? I can't give this dick up. What's the deeper meaning? Now, a lot of people wrote in, and I I love our group so much. I can't even tell you. I love you all so much. But people wrote in, and they said things like, well, it means that you have a good dick. It means you got good skills. It means she wants a relationship. And his response to them was, but she knew going in that we were not going to have a relationship, that this was just fun. Let me ask you a question, guys. Have you ever been with a woman and you thought it was just fun and the next thing you knew you were standing at the altar? (laughs) Like, I know for sure I know that happens to people. All I'm saying is if you set such boundaries and such rules before you ever have sex with someone, you never give yourself the opportunity to grow into that. Because a boundary says, I don't want to, you know, have sex with you if you're having sex with other people. But if I say to you, I'm never going to be in a relationship with you no matter what you do, and we have really good sex, you might reevaluate. You just might look at it a little closer and go, you know what's here? It won't hurt you because I promise you, whether you are alone or with someone, the time will pass anyway. So you may as well enjoy whatever time you've got. Malia says, sometimes you fall in love with the way he makes you feel physically, but not emotionally or spiritually. Although you can have some very spiritual experiences, I know that is true. This is where the mental and real struggle and confusion comes in. And this is where I want to hone in a little bit, because as I leave today for my TED Talk, which is coming this Friday, November 5th, last call for tickets. As I leave today for that, that's kind of one of the things I'm going to talk about on the TED Talk, because your mind can really mess you up. Now, there was a study done by Helen Fisher at at Rutgers University where she wanted to figure out what happens to the brain in love. And what she found was that everything I've told you before, your brain can't tell the difference between stress and love because your body can only make so many chemicals. As we know, and I've told you before, our consciousness is in our belly. And that location I've shared with you a million times, but I'm not going to share it today because I'm going to share it on the TED Talk. But just know that your consciousness is in your belly. And the way that you know that is when you were little and used to get in trouble, your head didn't hurt. Your belly did. You got a pit in your stomach. That's where your emotions are housed, right there. And when we think about when we first meet somebody and our butterfly gets, and our tummy gets butterflies and we're just fluttering and we just can't think and can't talk, ah, same chemicals, same chemicals. But if you're stressed, it's also the same chemicals because your body can only make so many types of chemicals. So those chemicals actually get released in the stomach or in the adrenals actually, in the, right above the kidneys. And everything gets processed through your body. And then that sends messages up to your brain. And here's the deal. Since your brain can't tell the difference between stress and love, your brain tries to solve the problem. 
which is why love doesn't come from your head. It comes from your heart. It comes from your gut. It comes from a knowing that this person is for you. The challenge of a lot of relationships and a lot of couples, and I'm one of them, as Jason and I are coming to the end of a 20-year marriage, I'm one of them. Because I spent a lot of time trying to solve what was broken in our marriage, trying to fix what wasn't working. Because my brain could fill me up with so many ideas and possibilities and ways to solve this problem that I didn't even know how to start. And I didn't know how to end, and I didn't know why I felt so bad. And then one day, I read the Helen Fisher study, and things really started to come together for me. And now it makes more sense than it ever did. Since your body can only make so many chemicals, your body and your, or sorry, your brain treats any release of those chemicals as a problem to solve. But in the beginning, when it feels really good, even your brain knows the difference in it. And it just makes up wonderful ideas and wonderful fantasies up until the time we get in our heads and we create resistance within us. And then things don't come true and we think it is their fault, but it's really the law of attraction 101. You get what you think about whether you want it or not. So if you have to think one way or the other, I encourage you to think good. And if the thoughts you're having about your partner aren't good, it's a problem. Whether you've been married a year, 10 years, never married, dated two days, went on two dates, doesn't matter. If it feels wrong in your belly, you're not supposed to be there. And one of the tools I'm going to give at this upcoming TED Talk is to ask yourself two really solid questions, which I may have covered in the last one. What do I think and what do I know? And when you ask what you think, you'll get a whole lot. And when you ask what you know, you might not hear anything, in which case meditate more. Because you make some really strong points, Malia, when you say that you fall in love with the way he makes you feel physically, but not emotionally or spiritually. So let's be clear. Every time you have an orgasm, it is the closest you'll ever be to your creator. Whether you call it God, source, universe, I don't care what you call it. I call mine sage because I love the wisdom there. But when you have an orgasm, you can't control your body, you can't control your mind, and all you feel is unrelenting ecstasy. That's the closest to the universe you'll ever get until you die. So you may as well have a lot of orgasms. But women release oxytocin when we orgasm, and this is why we fall in love with you every single time we have sex with you. Matt, if you're still listening, here's what happened. She had an epic orgasm. She gave it to herself, by the way. Okay, let's be clear. Every woman knows that if you're in your head, imagine that, if you're in your head, you can't have an orgasm. So whatever she did that day, she got out of her head, she got into her body, you were the lucky dick in charge. And you had a wonderful time with her, and she had a wonderful time with you. And maybe it's love, or maybe it's just oxytocin. See, the chemical oxytocin, women produce more of it and for us, if we have a one-night stand, it lasts for two weeks. So ladies, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you know instinctually it's not working, stop having sex for two weeks and see how you feel. Because oxytocin is our connection chemical and we make more of it than men. It's what happens when we have babies. When we look at these babies, these little squished globs of flesh, <laughs> I love me some babies, and we fall instantly in love and instantly connected. Because our body has just gone through an orgasm-like behavior, that pulsing, when you're having the contractions. And then you're given something so beautiful, you know you're holding creation in your hands. And oxytocin rushes in. 
And the same thing happens when you have an orgasm. There's some pulsing and there's some knowledge that even if you don't know it in your head, you know it in your body, that you're touching creation again. And lo and behold, you're in love. Ladies, if you would like to know if your relationship is salvageable, don't have sex for two weeks, guys, forgive me for it, because here's the deal. You do make oxytocin, but the chemical you make most of all is dopamine, which means you love the chase, which means you love to chase girls. You love to gamble. You love to play sports. You love to watch sports. You like things that are uncertain and unfamiliar. And because of it, dopamine addictions are at an all-time high. Every time you get a like on Facebook, it's a dopamine hit. Every time you get a hit at blackjack, it's a dopamine hit. Every time you see a pretty girl and you look at her and she gives you some you know, sly eyes, it's a dopamine hit. And it's as addictive as anything else. There was a study they did on lab rats that lab rats would actually forego food, forego drink, forego sleep in favor of dopamine. And they would starve themselves to death in favor of dopamine. Don't do that. We all have to get a hold of ourselves. That's what our mind is for, but it is not to beat us up. And it is definitely 1 billion percent, hear me loud and clear, I wear this tiara proudly. My family calls me the PDP, the Personal Development Police, which means if I hear you talking bad about yourself, I'm going to swoop in and save you because that's how I'm wired. But I had to learn I can't go in and save everyone all the time. And most women are like that. We tend to children, so we handle stuff. We don't, we don't wait for you to handle it most of the time. And more and more women are figuring out they're the leaders in their families. So at the end of the day, if you want to know if your love is right, does it hurt? If the answer is yes, then the answer is no, it's not. Love shouldn't hurt. Now, I'm not saying you won't disagree with people. But those disagreements will be so soft and so gentle because you both love each other and you will hold each other tenderly as you do it. You know, for a long, long time, Jay and I knew Jay and I weren't working and I was going to do everything I could do to save us. And trust me, I did more than anyone ever expected. Ask any of my friends. But I always wanted to tend to him because he just looked like he was so frustrated with me and I wasn't trying to frustrate anyone. And maybe this is you too. If you are in a relationship where you are trying too hard, you are giving too much, you are walking on eggshells and buying gifts and doing everything you can do to make someone else happy, that's a problem. And I don't care how long you've been married. I don't care how long your relationship is. I don't care if you just had a baby. You can't get out of your own way for someone else because they will guarantee you to keep pushing you out of the way in favor of themselves. And we are not supposed to do that. You've heard me say it before that I misquote the Bible and my cup runneth over means what's in the cup is for me and what's comes out of the cup is for you. And if I'm spending all of my time trying to figure out what's wrong with you, I'm, I, there's nothing in my cup for me and that's a problem, makes me feel bad. So as she writes, you fall in love with the way he makes you feel physically but not emotionally or spiritually. Emotionally and spiritually are where it's at, folks. Because if you have those two, the sex, is, um, the sex is the best it's ever been. The sex is better than anything you've ever had with anyone if you have the emotional and the spiritual right. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, I had some emotional and spiritual right, and I know for sure when you have that, you can go all night. You can have multiple orgasms, even for men. 
You can, you can have orgasms six times a night if you want to. But at the end of the day, if you can't get your cock hard, you might check who you're having sex with. Because if it's not a physical function, if it's not, if you don't have a physical ailment that keeps you from having sex, you might check who you're having it with. Because as a former swinger, there were a lot of times I did not want anyone to touch me. And it was funny, I was just having a conversation the other day with Tommy Mirasola from, from the Defy Lifestyle Club here in Florida. And he said, Sean Lee, I said, I'm the worst swinger ever. He said, you were never a swinger. <laughs> I was like, what? I went to the parties. He said, yes, you're a free spirit, but you're a terrible swinger because you never had any sex. And he's right. I really didn't unless I was super, super high. And then I was equally super unhappy the next day. So I stopped doing it. All right. If you have comments on this, get in the Facebook group because this comment, this question is still up. And I'll repeat the question one more time. Lady is asking for a friend while having sex. She says, I can't give this dick up. What's the deeper meaning? If you'd like to answer it some more and have further conversation on the Facebook group, by all means, get in there. And everybody in there is very friendly and loves to talk. All right. As I get out of here, I want you to know that I leave today again for my TED Talk. It is on Friday. I speak at 1.30 in Woodstock, Georgia. Last call for tickets. I do have a couple of extra. If anybody is looking, send me a private message. I have two. So first two, get some. All right. As we get out of here and I head for this talk, I know I have you with me. I know you're in my back pocket. I know you're in my ears reminding me of all the lessons you have taught me. And I couldn't be happier to go on this journey with you. <sighs> Was that magic for you? Because it felt like magic to me. Today, tomorrow, and every single day, you know that I love you. But you have to love you first. And that is always, always, always an inside job. You've been listening to Sex Unshamed. Unshaming sex. Unshaming sex. We hope you had your tissues ready. <laughs> did you have fun? We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Now put it away, zip up, and we'll see you next time. Pervert. <laughs> <laughs>